0: The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And plant profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Hey, look, my guest today is the CEO of a CBD food and beverage startup launched with Ocean Spray's Lighthouse Incubator, where he is responsible for leading the brand's growth with the support of an exceptional founding team. So I'm really excited to talk to Chris Peterson today, who is the CEO of carry on wellness and that's a product we'll be talking about uh in our uh show today in our podcast chris welcome how are you
2: i am doing well Vern. thank you so much for having me on i appreciate it
1: no absolutely absolutely for you for those of you who cannot see chris is really showing out he's got a beautiful scenery behind him and the sun is shining which has been rare A little bit here, and I think he would agree because he's in the Midwest. I'm in Indianapolis. He's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Sunshine is is not been plentiful, and it's kind of nice to see, man. So you're showing out a little bit there, Chris.
2: I know, I know. Well, it's been great. You know, (laughs) got to get out there; otherwise, you get to see like a you know messy bookshelf or something, right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, so Chris, you know, on my show, I really like people to get to know you a little bit, and before we get into some of the other uh, things. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Where where are you from? What part of this country are you from?
2: Yeah, so I grew up uh, in actually a farm community about uh, 50 miles west of Chicago. uh, Okay. Way west, far, far west suburbs, um, (laughs) Lily Lake, Illinois. Uh, Okay. No one's heard of it, except if you've been there. Uh, grew up out, you know, West, you know, out there. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm like a lot of roots still there. No, at this point, no, it's crazy. You know, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I've lived all over the place, you know, when I was 18, I, I left Illinois uh, and I came back for a couple stints, but, uh, no, you know, at this point, my my, my family's uh, kind of, you know, moved all over the U.S. And so, okay. uh, sadly, I love Chicago. So, sadly, I don't have any ties there anymore, really. But yeah. Man,
1: I, I love Chicago. I, I have a real important time. My daughter lives in Chicago, and I, I just love going there. Love, I love the – I love – you know, a city with great food, I am weak for that. You oh. know, and, and all the celebrations around the food, and, and Chicago's one of the best – I think it's one of the best cities in the world.
2: Oh, I mean, I love it, too. I lived up yeah. there. In fact, I'm taking my boys. Uh, I have two young guys, and I'm taking them up over Memorial Day weekend. And we're doing a uh, fishing charter on Lake Michigan. And then the next day, the Reds are playing the Cubs at Wrigley. So I'm giving them, like, the inaugural, uh, you know, Wrigley visit. So I mean, it's, I'm, I'm stoked. Man,
1: that's crazy. That's that's awesome. How old are the boys?
2: Uh, nine and 11. So, you know. Oh, you're
1: that you're busy. Special.
2: Yeah. Busy uh,
1: there. Uh, wow. that's you're doing a lot. You're busy like that. That's great. So, so tell me. So, education-wise, you went to BC. Yeah,
2: I'm a BC. that
1: was your foundation. That's where you started. Yeah. How did you get to BC from Western Illinois? <laughs>
2: well, you know, it was one of these deals. You know, you grew up where you know where I grew up, and it was. Um, I think at the end of the day, I just wanted to go somewhere new, right? So yeah. this was, you know, and and for me. You know, going out on the East Coast uh, seemed like kind of an exciting place to go, and um, I ended up. Uh, w- one of the the reasons why I ended up choosing BC was I, I had gotten an ROTC scholarship. Okay. Uh, so you know it was um, a little above my means I think to for my family to be able to afford to, to send me there, but yeah, so when I was in high school I got an Army ROTC scholarship, and part of the deal was you know I had to go to I had to go to BC. So that's that's kind of how I you know I was interested in getting out to the East Coast try something new, but then, you know, I got a full scholarship. So, that's, yeah, that no,
1: out. that, that is, that is great. So that's, that in lies our tie wow. is, is that I, I didn't go to BC. I'm a Texan, but, um, I have, uh, my youngest, uh, my youngest, uh, child, uh, my son, uh, my youngest son is, is a student athlete at BC.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, world. All yeah. right. So what's, what sport is he in? Hey, football. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well that is so so I'm telling you, man, you better you better get on the plane and get to Boston this football season. We're gonna rock.
2: Well, I uh it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah. I just was telling I, you know, <laughs> you know, ha, you know, having doing this from Cincinnati, but you know, having it back by Ocean. Spray. I haven't been out I haven't been out to Boston right they're headquartered out there yeah I know so I was just telling my the boys this weekend I said hey we got to get out to uh we got to go out to BC and go to a BC game this fall
1: <laughs> so you do so dad can do a little business
2: yeah I, business. <laughs> like, I haven't been there in forever so I oh, mean oh, well if you go out you know let me know maybe we can catch up and grab a- oh I
1: go to every game so I I mean yeah I think my wife has bought most of the tickets for the season already Oh. Um, I mean, fly, airline tickets because every game's away for us. I'm in Indianapolis. You know, homes home games are in Boston, and then all the others. But um, yeah, man. So uh, that's that's kind of cool. I'm I really that was a great choice. I really that was great. It was a great choice for him.
2: Yeah, it's a great school. I hope hopefully your son's doing well, and I'm 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 super excited to see uh, yeah how the football team's gonna do this year because like new coach is awesome, and you know yeah like, yeah of, it wasn't what you wanted out of the season, but um i yeah i'm i'm hot on bc right
1: now yeah good it's been that way so (laughs) (laughs) it's been a little bit man since we have a real opportunity so no that that's our connection that's that's your and our connection uh from uh from that perspective man but look so um you went to bc uh you got a couple grad degrees you came back home and then, and did UI, you, you, right? You had to do that? Yep. And, and got your MBA with a great place, great school. So, um, and, and, but I got to thank you for serving our country. And uh, I mean, you're a captain in, in the U S army and uh, thank you for your service uh, to us all. And thank you for, Help them preserve our freedom so really appreciate that Chris uh,
2: it was my pleasure I was you know one of the one of the you know foremost formative you know a couple of years of my life so you know, <laughs> yeah, no, obviously it's something that you know I'm really grateful I had the opportunity to do frankly
1: yeah yeah no it's 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 awesome and I'm sure uh some of those experiences there and and uh, and growing up where you grew up uh, uh, really, kind of shaped where you where you are today. Sure, I'm sure. I, I'm 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 totally sure of that. So that's, that's really cool. But you you also went to work for the firm. You went. <laughs> you, you you went to work for Procter and Gamble.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only reason I'm in Cincinnati, I don't think if you'd ask me. You know, a decade ago, will you ever live in Cincinnati? i would never been here. I mean, this is like not, you know, and if, you know, and I thought this was going to be like a, you know, two year stint, Matt, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's been a decade, you know, a little
1: above that You know, that's interesting. Most, a lot of people could say the same thing. Procter and Gamble's Gamble the reason they're in Cincinnati. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's otherwise they wouldn't even thought about it, no. right? you right. know. would not even uh, uh, thought about it. How did you get there? How did that come about?
2: That was crazy. So when I was in business school, uh, that was during the last recession and, you know, I was, you know, my previous work history was uh, I'd been, you know, an army officer, as you mentioned. So I was a career changer and um, coming out there. I mean, there were no job, there were absolutely no jobs. Yeah. And especially if not for career changers. Um, And so for me, um, I got together with a couple of buddies that had also been in the, in the military and um, we launched a company that started out as like an events business. And literally we designed a startup and we created a military high, it started as a military hiring conference for the sole purpose of getting ourselves jobs in that last recession. <laughs> and ENG and g was one of the, um, one of the companies that we'd convinced to sponsor the first, the first one. And um, that, that was how I got connected to their to to the PNGs. You know, they had a kind of a military recruiting team, and that's where really yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Um, and my goal was actually to work in brand management coming out of business school. So of it was course, yeah. A backdoor way into the company. Hey, <laughs> create a company, create a brand to get a job, and you know, <laughs> it like ironically, it worked. I'll I'll um I'll never forget it because. Uh, I was living in Chicago yeah, after our graduation and, you know, we'd had this kind of, it's, again, it started as an events business, then it evolved into a bit of a software company. Um, oh, what was yeah. the name of the company? It was called, it's called MBAV. So, okay. Uh, okay. And uh, the, the, the conference is called the MBA Veterans Conference. It's still go okay. But basically the short version of this thing was uh, I'm driving down the, uh, you know, I ended up driving, I was driving down Lakeshore Drive and I got a call from the Wall Street Journal and they're like, hey, a journalist. And she's like, I heard about this conference. I heard about this company. You know, is there anything that you guys are doing that um, we can talk about? And I told her, yeah, we're about to launch software, the software platform uh, in conjunction with it. And she's like, great. Does anyone know about it? I said, no. And in between us uh, and now your listeners, we had done absolutely nothing to build a a, uh, a platform. And we really, it was just an idea. And she's like, great, I'll do an exclusive on it. And so that, why
1: did you do that, though? Why? So this is exciting. So why did you, you, you guys hadn't done anything yet, but you said this is where we are.
2: Yeah, yeah, we hadn't done anything. We just said it because I was like, I'm not going to, I'm a startup. I'm not going to blow an opportunity to, you know, get some press from the Wall Street Journal of all right, Right, right. So, you know, we I just kind of said, Good. this is the next, you know, evolution of the company. We started with events and now we're going to get into software. And um anyway, she said, yeah, great, let me do an exclusive. So we built the software. Uh I traded a guy a surf a surfboard to build it. You built the
1: software because you had put you had to now. you had to.
2: You had to. So it's like a classic like startup tale. But what ended up happening was um uh, we got it done in like a couple of days, honestly, a couple of days. And then it went, it launched with the um with the article in the journal. And then PNG called me the next day and was like, hey, we read the article, you know, we have an opening. Can you come down here and interview for it? And uh, you know, at the time, I thought, you know, hey, I'm in the journal. I'm going to be like Zuckerberg or something. Yeah,
1: and- exactly. Hold on, hold that story because I want to get into that. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick break. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. My guest today is Chris Peterson, and he is the uh, managing director, CEO of Carry On Wellness and uh, we'll uh, we'll dive right back into that how you engage PNG story uh, when we come back, Chris. Thank you.
0: Plant profits will return, so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that sugies feeling with the sweet taste of sugies. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of Plant Profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Hey, my guest today is Chris Peterson. Uh, Chris is the CEO of Carry On Wellness. And uh, Chris was just about telling us uh, his story about how he created a software he got the idea on a phone call with the wall street journal and then he he gave a guy a surfboard <laughs> and two days later he actually had the product and now uh png has uh, walked into his life tell us about that chris
2: yeah so after the journal article went out uh png called me you know they uh, you know and they were like hey we read the article you know we've got our first opening <laughs> In 18 months, <laughs> interview for it, and my wife was f- pregnant with our first kid at the time, you know. Um, and I'm like, I don't know, it's in Cincinnati, I don't think. And she was like, You're gonna get down there and interview for that. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I'm not having this baby, you know. You're gonna like, you know I'm bad with this. Son. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So that's how it ended up, you know, doing that. And I got hooked in with with PNG. and uh next thing I know, two months later, I, you know, I'm I, I'm in Cincinnati, you know, working for um, working for P&G,
1: you know, in their marketing group. Oh, that's Crest great.
2: Toothpaste.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you you started out, I mean, what what a hell of a place to start your career with one of the iconic brands and consumer products over-the-counter uh, wellness uh, ever, Crest toothpaste. Yeah. Now, here's the other connection. Okay. There's another connection that we have. So I started my career out of college with a company called Beach and Products. And Beecham and Products out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, one of our uh, all star products was Aquafresh toothpaste. Oh. So I've I've literally almost come to blows with the PNG rep on the placement of Aquafresh and Crest toothpaste. Oh, I so, yeah, there you go. We're connected again, oh Chris. God. We got it. We got it. <laughs> so, so uh you you got placed on this iconic but what was your first job on that brand?
2: On that brand, I mean I first started working actually on their uh on it was on the I was a you know assistant brand manager. Yeah on their, you know, doing business analytics and and working on their the crest actually the mouthwash portfolio first. Okay. Uh then I ran scope mouthwash. Uh um, you
1: ran scope. Um, yeah, you were the, the manager the, on scope.
2: Yeah, managed all you know, it was $300 million dollar business. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I all responsibility for that. I was running all scope. Uh, mouthwash in North America. Uh, then I moved over to the Crest toothpaste business, which okay. is a billion-dollar brand by itself. Yeah, and I worked on that for about a year, and then they, you know, I got, you know, ended up getting promoted pretty quickly, and they uh, moved me over to a global innovation role, and and I spent uh, uh, about two years, you know, leading global like teeth whitening innovation. Yeah. In North America, you know, everywhere actually, all over the globe.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's right. Did you travel a lot during that time?
2: Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of travel. Yeah, China, Brazil, Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, we went all over the place. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: No, that's uh, that's very cool. Why did you leave? That I mean, most people don't go to PNG as you know and I know for five years. You go for thirty-five, yeah. right? Yeah, you know. So why did why did you leave PNG? It
2: was a pretty uh, it, was, it was a tough decision, but kind of an easy one at the same time. I mean, fundamentally, I had kept that uh, events and software startup as sort of a side hustle the whole time I was there. Okay. And I was grinding, you know, I was grinding it there, you know, 60, 70 hours a week at PNG, I had a young family, kids and stuff. And then at nine o'clock at night, you know, when I, everyone was in bed, I'd get on with my business partner and we would work, you know, till midnight. And this was like a constant thing. Yeah, interviews. And so when you work on... Start up that long, uh, eventually, you know, if you're lucky, it'll start to take off. Yeah. And it, it did. And, you know, I got to a point where the company was growing exponentially and I just didn't have time anymore. I didn't have time for my kids. I didn't have time, you know, to dedicate to my day job and, so I, I left P&G to kind of chase that startup dream. Oh, and,
1: really? So uh, so you left that that security blanket. That, yeah. the, you know, that's what it was.
2: Yeah. Uh, it uh, yeah. I mean, you could
1: stay there as long as you want, as long as you perform, right?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. And I was doing well there and yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I it was a great place to work. But, you know, for me, as having this startup, I was like, where do I take this thing? I can't do this indefinitely. And so we just yeah. saw that there was a trajectory at the time to take that, that business um, to another level and it really required our full attention to do it. And, and so that's what the decision was.
1: Okay. So so that happened in 2015. So how long did you stay with that startup? And, and tell me the story of how that ended.
2: Yeah. So what happened was, you know, we, we started to dedicate our time fully to it. We spent two years, you know, growing it, hiring people, launching right. new products, all that kind of stuff. And by 2017, um, we, we'd grown it to a point where we'd reached kind of an, you know, the conventional startup inflection point, which is, yeah. do I hire a boatload more people to, to take this, take it to the over? next
1: level? Yeah.
2: Or, you know, are we, is it time to, you know, look for a, strategic exit. yeah? an exit opportunity with a bigger company that can absorb us and then they can grow it with their existing uh, kind of infrastructure and people and all that. And the decision that we made at the time was, you know, we've been doing this at that point for uh been a couple of years. And, and I was like, I don't, you know, this is gonna to be too hard to hire these people and run the company at the same time. So maybe we should put it up for sale. And okay. so that's what we decided to do, that we would do a real classic, like, you know, MA thing where we, you know. Hired brokers and you did.
1: You hired a broker. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We hired a business broker in London uh-huh. that represented this kind of industry, um, stuff globally. And yeah, we ended up putting the company up on the market in the fall of 2017. So about two years after I left P and G,
1: how long did it take to sell? Um,
2: uh, well, that was a really fascinating process. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, uh, yeah. but I think we put it up for sale in September and you know, we, had a letter of intent, you know, within 60 days or so. And we closed the deal, uh, in April of
1: 2018. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. So successful exit. Yeah. You guys great exit did well. Now you you're in Cincinnati doing this. Right. Right. And so you go to the university of Cincinnati and, um, uh, you're you're in this instructor entrepreneur residence program. Tell tell us about that. I mean, so now you got the bug. You really like this entrepreneurial thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I loved it. I mean, I really. I always felt like I was more of a creative person, and in business, I think entrepreneurship is where you have a, a chance to stretch those muscles. And if that's you know who you are, so for me, I just really enjoyed entrepreneurship. I and, and I kind of had the unique benefit of seeing the full life cycle. I mean, I bootstrapped a company.
1: From, yeah.
2: Like idea to an exit, and that was you know kind of like the dream that any entrepreneur wants to ultimately do. Yeah,
1: what an experience to, to yeah. set the foundation of what what's to come next. Exactly.
2: Yes. And so yeah. i was really interested in the space. I got hooked into kind of the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in town, um, and I got asked like, "Hey, would you want to? T- would you be willing to teach?" And I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> so I took a you know a gig teaching a class, which is essentially how to launch a startup. Um, yeah. Versus Cincinnati through the business school, mm-hmm. and I got hooked into a program there called the 1819 Venture Lab, which uh, you know the universities, and this is true of any university. Yeah, there are a lot of different you know startups that could materialize out of them. They get a lot of grant funding. There's all sorts of research going on. Um, and what the 1819 did is it matched successful exited entrepreneurs with prospective startups within the university ecosystem. And we would kind of pop in as advisors and you know almost executives and help them kind of launch out. So
1: you were like this built-in advisory board they could lean on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh They kind of get matched based on like Mm -hmm. mutual interest and skill set and things like that. And so I started doing a bit of that as well. And I ended up uh, I've been uh, actually working for about fifteen months with a company called. This has nothing to do with with my you know what I'm working on with, with Ocean Spray, but I'm advise, been advising a company called Clean Earth Rovers, which they're creating like it's the, so out of my my zone. It's an autonomous marine vessel uh, startup that is trying to get plastics out of like marinas and harbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, that's that's. I mean, what what a what a great uh, uh, you know benefit to us all to yeah. do that because it's a big problem. Yeah. No, it's a, it's definitely a big problem. So, um, how did you meet the guys from Ocean Spray, the folks from Ocean Spray?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's one of these things. You know, I personally had had um, I'd had kind of an interest, honestly, in sort of the CBD and in cannabis industry. Yeah, sure. Um, for a couple of years, you know, it really started for me in uh, 2018. You know, after. Mm-hmm. Um, after the exit, I, I finally had um, some financial opportunities to like, build like a little sidecar investment portfolio. And that was yeah. when a lot of the cannabis companies in Canada started to be publicly traded on the Canadian exchange.
1: Yeah. And the so CLC. I, know, I yeah. feel like this
2: is like white space opportunity. And, you know, I, I started to do a little investing in some of those um, stocks, actually. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what got me into it. And then, you know, I, I just felt like, the, you know, cannabis in general, like it's just, it's been growing, right? Like all these states were opening up and it just, yeah. the next gold rush. And for like a startup guy, it's like, this is an exciting- You
1: can't, you have to get on the train. Somehow yeah, sure. you, gotta, you gotta get on the train. We're gonna talk about that when we come back, we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. Hey, uh, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. Uh, and I'm here today with Chris Peterson, And He is the Managing Director of Carry On Wellness. We'll be right back. Thank you.
0: Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages.
2: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out.
1: Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm here with Chris Peterson and he's the managing director of Carry On Wellness. And uh, Chris is uh, about to really uh, go into um, his interest and desire uh, to really get into this white space that became legal cannabis and CBD, et cetera. And uh, Chris, why don't you take us there?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I I think that I've had an interest for a couple of years, like we were were chatting about. I mean, it, it really feels like the beginning stages of just kind of a like a gold rush and just like a real opportunity for just a new industry to emerge i think globally but certainly in the united states and as a startup guy you know it just felt felt like a place where um i was just personally interested in in seeing where it could go and so in terms of like what happened with how i got connected to ocean spray with it i mean i had i'd read an article about how ocean spray had created something called the Lighthouse Incubator which okay. was essentially like a, you know a startup incubator that was within the company and for me I was very intrigued by that because mm. when I you know as great as I as much as I enjoyed working at PNG a lot of times the companies you know they there's a lot of talk about innovation and a lot of talk about yeah. launching startups but yeah. I like to consider it like innovation theater I guess.
1: Okay. Okay. I like and
2: Ocean Spray, it seemed different. Like they were, um, and they were doing things which were interesting. Like, for example, they were hiring other exited uh, startup founders to come in and run. Like you, yeah, people yeah. just like me. I mean, you know, the you know, kind of the guy that came before me. I mean, he had he had um, built and sold a baby products company, and then he went in and you know he he's been working with Ocean Spray on it. There's someone else who. Um, she had a tea startup another guy's got a coffee startup. so the ocean spray was doing it a little bit differently where they were really looking for people that had this kind of background in in the real startup world and I felt like because of that in the in the mission they were doing that it would be a really fascinating place for me to kind of go in and, and have an impact there I was interested in the food and beverage space yeah and
1: and that's where they are. That's their sweet spot. It's right, absolutely perfect. And and guess what, Chris, I don't think anybody, I mean, I, and I'm in consumer products and what I do with produce yeah. global and, and I just didn't envision ocean spray to be this uh, uh, Harbor of a think tank and, uh, and, and entrepreneurialism. I mean, they're in cranberry, right? I mean, it's, it, it just, it doesn't pop for me like that until I start getting into what you're doing there. And I think this, this is great to know that if if done right, these big companies can do that. But go ahead, please tell your story there.
2: Yeah. And so when, when I started to have conversations uh, with the incubator team in Ocean Spray, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they were developing a CBD uh, beverage line was fascinating to me because when you think about Ocean Spray, you know, can't you know CBD isn't the first thing that comes to mind. You no, it's a, no, right? a ninety-year-old no. company. Like yeah, exactly what are they doing getting into the space, and to me that said a lot about uh, where their interests lie. I think longer term, like they want to be progressive. They want to yeah. get. I mean, when you think about it, I mean CBD is an agricultural. You know, it's from an agricultural product. It's a, it's from hemp, right? Yeah, they're an agricultural co-op, so you start to see some links between where they're thinking from an innovation perspective to go um, combined with like the fact that, you know, at carry on, we get to partner with the, you know, food scientists that have decades of experience in beverage, like, you know, professional chefs, like
1: right.
2: like the team behind that we can tap into as a startup is just like unmatched. So what that gave me a lot of confidence in is the ability, like if I'm going to help lead this thing and grow it, the product that we're putting out there and giving the consumers is gonna be the top. Like you're gonna get the best of the best because while it's a startup, like we're able just to capitalize on everything else that Ocean Spray has behind it. And for me, it was cool too, because you know, there's a lot about running your own uh, a startup. I think that, you know, you know, you're the guy managing birthday parties and you yeah. know, giving the floor step. Like you don't have to do, anything, you know, doing healthcare. This is yeah. all like taking care. Of. So we can just focus on running a business. And for yeah. me, that's really exciting.
1: No, that 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 is as great. Why CBD?
2: Well, I, I think with with CBD, it's it's one of these things where it's an emerging beverage space, right? Functional yeah. beverages in general are, you know, they're growing. Seltzers are growing mm-hmm. astronomically, just you know, industry-wide. Without CBD, you know, hard seltzers are growing. Anything with functional water and functional beverages is is huge. So it felt like a really logical place where you can match kind of, you know, an agricultural commodity, an agricultural you Mm -hmm. know based ingredient, great, delicious, you know, infused with with real fruit juice, and then build something great. So I think that that's where you know the link really kind of came across for CBD. And I think the other two, the company was was interested in like, let's get it, let's lead, let's lead, let's lead somewhere. I mean, Ocean Spray was really with this, with Carry On, it was the first major U.S. beverage company that wasn't just a, you know, that wasn't a VC backstop, something from a big, well-known brand that launched in the United States. And, you know, to be a part of that is just something too exciting to pass up.
1: Man, that is that is tremendous. And that is is great. So tell us about Carry On. Tell us about what you got there.
2: Yeah, so currently, you know, we have two SKUs, and okay. you know, one of the things that we've
1: beautiful packaging, by the way, I really oh, like thank it. You. Yeah, thank you.
2: yeah, no, yeah. it's it's wonderful. The team behind that, that's that's amazing too. But I think what we did, what we did, is we really spent a lot of time with consumers and under, you know, with people that are using CBD on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and we started to understand sort of the need states around CBD. So we know that people are Utilizing it for, they're looking for relaxation benefits. They're looking for physical recovery. You know those mm-hmm. kinds of things, and so we really wanted to build a portfolio of products that spoke to those consumers that were looking for those things. Now we have one SKU that is a blueberry infused juice yeah. called yeah. Uh, Relax, and what that is, it contains um, L-theanine, which is kind of a, it's an ingredient that can help calm the mind and relax you. It also has, you know, vitamins in it. It's infused with blueberry juice. And that's kind of what-, what That
1: is very cool, actually. Yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah. then, of course, it has 20 milligrams of CBD as well. And then the right. other thing we have is called Recover. It's a citrus juice-infused uh, sparkling water. It contains an ingredient called choline, which helps with muscle function. And then it also has, you know, extra vitamin C and E, which kind of help with physical recovery. Um, And that's, you know, so we've got a recovery one, we've got a relaxation one, and then that one also contains 20 milligrams of CBD.
1: Now, so where are you selling the product?
2: So we launched it in Colorado. Okay. Um, I mean, Colorado made a lot of sense because it's kind of one of the more mature CBD markets and cannabis markets in the U.S. So currently it is only available there. Excuse me. Um, and we are expanding it there. And then the plan is to, you know, depending on how the growth goes, you know, looking mm-hmm. to bring it to to new geographies, you know, and hopefully in the fairly near future.
1: Yeah. So will Ocean Spray actually keep it or what are, what's been the common exit uh, in this incubating uh, process?
2: You know, I think as long yeah. as it continues to have momentum and growth and, you know, legs right like we look at we just have two SKUs right now a lot of brands have four or five yeah we have the opportunity to look at new innovations and kind of i think we've just seen such such a tremendous amount of success early on
1: as long as
2: we continue to have that and you know consumers are looking for it and buying it i mean we're gonna keep it going
1: yeah as a marketer i know you surely understand this why are consumers choosing yours over some of the other like products
2: I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the way that that I look at the mm-hmm. CBD water segment specifically is like it's one of these things. It's so early on. Yes, it's it really is. Really small. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't have that like, you know, competitive dogfight that you might get in a more established like Crest and Colgate. Yeah. The press, you know, yeah. In, in I think the, the certainly in the CBD drink space. I mean, our job, we want to be the, you know, the market leader that brings the whole category up. Mm-hmm. Um I think that, you know, for us, it's not so much like how we're different or better than anyone else. I think what we would just want to tell people that are interested in a a drink like this is like with us, you know, you can be assured that it tastes great. Mm -hmm. um, And that that when it's at, you know, that the level of which is so
1: key right now, all these beverages coming out, if it doesn't taste great, it doesn't
2: matter exactly like it <laughs> good, you know and the amount of ingredients we tell you it hasn't it it right. has that on day one it's going to have that at the end of its shelf life and so you know you can know i think it's something it's like you can trust this you can trust this product it tastes great and and fundamentally you know that's what we want to give people
1: and you think that comes from the foundation of ocean spray
2: yeah absolutely i mean the fact that ocean spray is doing it i mean we you know the brand is called carry-on it's not called ocean spray right um and I, you know, I don't know how many consumers are going to, they're not going to necessarily know. They're not going to
1: connect that ocean spray dog. Yeah. But
2: I think fundamentally it's like, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at the packaging and the positioning and the ingredients and all that kind of stuff, I think that it speaks to consumers in a really relevant way. And that, you know, hopefully when they do pick it up and they try it, not only do they, they try it, but they want, they, it tastes so good that they're going to buy it again.
1: Yeah. Got it. No, no, that's that, that's really really terrific. Well, Chris, I really want to thank you for coming on and and having this chat with us uh today and and talking about your background, who you are and what you're doing with Carry On at Carry On Wellness uh, and as as being their managing director, really appreciate that. I love the look of the product. I haven't had it yet. Man, I love the look of the product and And as you know, I'm sure, obviously, that's that's half the battle, man. It's got to look good, because if it looks good, I'm going to think it tastes good until I taste it. And then if it tastes good, I'm in, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to see this at the shelf. We got to win the shelf first. Yes. And if we can win at shelf, uh, I think that the second experience you have when you taste it, it's just going to put it over the top. That,
1: that, That will do it. And I'm sure a guy with your background, you know what the hell you're talking about, what you're doing. And... And it will be a success. So Chris, Chris Peterson here. Thank you for being our guest today. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I want to thank all of you for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits wherever you get your podcast fix, man. Uh, Cannabis Radio, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, anywhere you get it, we are there. Please download us, check us out. And then you can also, I've been talking about protus global people solutions you can find protus global on all of your social media networks right insta linkedin facebook twitter all those places and that's protus p-r-o-t-i-s global.com and you can really learn how we are building companies and changing people's lives until next time cheers